Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to the Karma You podcast. This is your host, Chloe Brotheridge. I'm a coach, a hypnotherapist, and I'm the author of The Anxiety Solution and Brave New Girl. And this podcast is all about helping you to become your calmest, happiest, and most confident self. Hello and welcome to this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening today. I'm going to be talking about a topic which is not only something that is close to my heart, as in I've struggled with it a lot myself, but I would say it's a, it's a very common thing that I see when I'm working with people one-on-one. And it's a very common thing that I hear about when I talk to people, um, whether that's friends, whether people ask me things on social media. It comes up a lot and it's this idea that we need to earn our rest, that we have to be productive all the time. And that actually, if we're resting, even on holiday, even just reading a book at the, long, at the end of a long day, that that is somehow not okay. That there's this internal pressure that we feel, pressure that we feel that we put on ourselves, pressure that we may feel from society, from other people, from social media, that we have to be producing, doing something quote unquote worthwhile nearly all the time. So if you relate to this, if this is ringing some bells of recognition in your mind, then stay tuned to this episode because I'm going to be exploring this topic and then of course offering some really practical tips and things that you can do to overcome this. So if you haven't already checked out my website, www.karmayou.com. You can head over there. I've got loads of freebies for you, loads of things for you to get involved with, whether you're looking to calm your mind, feel more confident, grow your self-belief. There's tons over there, so do head over and grab those freebies. I also want to let you know that I see a select number of one-on-one clients at the moment. I have a few slots available. I see everyone online. So I use a program called Zoom. It works incredibly well. And I do a powerful combination of hypnotherapy and coaching. And if you want to check it out, you can head to my website, karmayou.com forward slash work with me. So the first topic that I wanted to get into um, on on this topic is around this idea of the nine to five and working five days a week. So we've kind of taken it for granted that this is like the best way, people do it all over the world, um, the best way of working. But actually this, you know, structure of working is really, really outdated. It was actually brought in by Henry Ford in 1926 for factory workers. You know, the people, 
you know, Henry Ford was thinking about how can we squeeze as much work out of these factory workers without, uh, without you know, killing them, basically. And obviously, nowadays, we work in such a different way. We are using our minds more than our bodies. We're working creatively. We're sitting down at a desk. We're not working in factories. And so it is completely illogical to assume that working nine to five, well, actually, let's be honest, so many of us are working eight till six or eight till 10 o'clock at night sometimes. And actually, this way of working does not suit the type of work that we do now. It doesn't suit the human brain and the human body. And it doesn't suit our happiness. It doesn't suit our productivity. And they're doing more and more studies into Um, things like the four-day week or the six-hour working day and looking at how this can actually increase people's happiness at work, increase their productivity, increase their ability to be creative, relationships with other people at work. So firstly, let's let's just not assume that working five days a week, nine to five or eight or 10 or 14 hours a day, whatever it is you're working. Let's not assume for a minute that that is the best way of doing things. And I've spoken to a lot of other creative people. I've spoken to a lot of authors in particular. And time after time, people will say, there's no way that I do any more than about four or five hours of writing a day. It's literally impossible for me to do that. So, you know, when you think about it like that, four or five hours of focused work rather than eight hours of going and surfing Facebook or going and chatting to someone by the water cooler. You know, maybe there is a different way of working that doesn't involve sitting at our desks for five hours a day and then maybe beating ourselves up because we're not being so productive within those eight hours. But actually, there's a really good reason you're not being productive. It's because it doesn't really suit us to work that way. Now, the next thing I wanted to mention was how much our mindset around work has been influenced by capitalism, by our consumerist culture that we live in. This sense that the more you work, the more successful you are, quote unquote successful, the more money you have, the more successful you are. All these messages that are kind of drummed into us from an early age, from watching TV shows about people that have lots of money and amazing clothes and handbags and how that can lead to happiness or this glamorous kind of lifestyle that we've been sold. And yet, let's be real, we know, in fact, they've done studies into this. If you are earning over £50,000 a year, that does not contribute to more happiness. So more money does not equal more happiness, people. Yes, we need money in order to not have to worry about money, frankly, to meet our needs, to be comfortable. And yes, £50,000 is over the national average. But if we're striving and pushing ourselves to make more and more and more money, thinking that it's going to make us more happy, and actually that striving and pushing and putting pressure on ourselves and overworking and burning out is actually leading to us not being happy because we're not able to fully enjoy ourselves when we're burning out, when we're putting so much pressure on ourselves. Then what is the actual point? What is the actual point? And then throw into the mix, just to add to all of this, this idea that busy is a badge of honour. I don't know if you've ever heard of the term busy porn. This basically means people bragging or maybe humble bragging about how busy they are, how 
crazy busy their schedule is, how they haven't even got time to breathe, how they don't have time to go to the toilet. They certainly don't have time to meditate, far too busy for that. And actually there's this glamorization, or there was until recently, I think it is changing. There's this glamorization of busy, that busy equals success, that busy equals important. And really, you know, if, if busy doesn't feel good, for you, that certainly doesn't feel good for me, then that's not successful. And many people that I speak to, many of my clients, when we dig into this, this idea often comes from somewhere. So perhaps when you look back at your life, your childhood, you can see that your mum was someone that was always on the go. She wasn't working, she was cleaning, or she was um, studying, or she was doing something else. Or maybe your dad, you know, had very high standards, or he was a workaholic, or there was a sense that, you know, no matter what you do, it's never quite good enough. So I invite you to, to look back in your life and see if you can pinpoint where this attitude of needing to work all the time or needing to be busy all the time actually comes from, because more than likely you're going to find it somewhere in your past. And it is this subconscious program that we, that we take on board and that can really, really stay with us. So we all live by our to-do lists, don't we? You know, I don't know where we'd be without our to-do lists. Honestly, I have so many to-do lists, it's ridiculous. But we often labour under this assumption that we will one day be done with our to-do list, that one day we will tick everything off our to-do list, everything will get done, and then we can relax. Then we've earned our rest. Then we know that we you know, I can fully, um, you know, enjoy a book or finally get into that box set knowing that we've done everything that needs to get done. But guess what? Your to-do list is never done. We are always going to have a constant stream of more things to do. It's never done. We're never finished. We're never caught up. Let's let go of the idea that we're suddenly going to get everything done, get everything finished because that day never comes. Life is constantly changing. There's constantly new things to be doing. We've got new ideas, new projects, new requests, new demands on our time. Let's just let go of the idea that we can ever be done and actually be okay with having an undone to-do list. Actually be okay with whatever we have done that day. And instead of thinking about all the things that we haven't done, because there's going to be a million of them every single day, let's focus on what we have achieved, what we have gotten done. You know, even if, and you'll hear me say this a few times, you might have heard me say this before, the thing that we've achieved is actually rest. Because rest is productive. We cannot have productivity without rest. We cannot have um, creative work or a work of any meaning and quality if we're not also taking the time to recharge ourselves and nourish ourselves. So I like to say the cheesy phrase, I need rest to be at my best. I need rest to be at my best. <sighs> Feels good to say that, actually. <laughs> so focusing on what you have achieved each day, celebrating that, giving yourself credit for that, even if it's a tiny thing, even if you just managed to have a shower and take the bins out today, it's absolutely fine. Be proud of yourself because especially when you have a sort of critical mind or you're on the anxious side, your mind is always going to go to the worst case scenario, the problems, the criticisms, the imperfections. And actually, we need 
to train our minds to focus on the good things and focus on the things that we are doing instead. And another interesting thing about rest is that, you know, when, you're, when your brain is in fight or flight, when you're in fight or flight mode and you all know what that feels like, it's the racing heart, it's the sweaty palms, it's that inner tension or maybe feeling it in your stomach, maybe you get a bit fuzzy headed and can't focus that easily when you're in fight or flight. Our brains are not that well equipped to doing office work or creative work when we're in fight or flight. It's amazing if you need to run, <laughs> run away, or if you need to get into a scrap with someone. Perfect. Sitting down to write a blog post or a spreadsheet or you know, proofreading an email when you're in fight or flight is not ideal because a lot of blood flow goes away from the frontal cortex, the part of your brain that is rational, that is clear thinking, that helps you to make rational decisions. And it goes towards the amygdala and it goes towards the, you know, your arms and your legs uh, so that you can run away or fight. So we are not in a good state to do good work when we're in fight or flight. And that's another reason why it's so important to prioritize rest, taking breaks, taking care of yourself, having time off, you know, turning your phone off at the end of the day, having a no work emails on a Sunday rule, because it's actually going to mean that you are more able to do better work. Um, you know, relationships improve when we're calmer. I don't know if you've noticed this, I certainly have. Irritability is a massive symptom of stress and anxiety. So another really strong reason to take care of yourself more and take a step back from things. And I invite you to really think about what is important to you in your life? What are your top priorities? Because think about it this way, you know, when it gets to your funeral one day, when you die, by the way, we're all going to die one day, sorry to, sorry to break it to you if that's news, but at your funeral, people are not going to be saying, oh, you know, Sandra was amazing at getting spreadsheets done on time, or, you know, I never saw Lisa have a spelling mistake in an email, or she had the most amazing collection of handbags. That is definitely not what people are going to be saying at your funeral. Let's get real. Let's focus on the things that really matter to us, the things that are most important, because life is so precious. And I don't know if you've heard of this book by Bronnie Ware. She wrote a book a few years ago that came out, an Australian, she's an Australian um, end of life nurse. And she wrote this book called The Top Five Regrets of the Dying. And number two on that list is, I wish I hadn't worked so hard. I don't want you to be one of those people that is on your deathbed, hopefully many, many years from now, when you're 120, um, you're regretting working so hard, not spending enough time with loved ones, not following that creative pursuit, not taking the time to read novels and enjoy them or watch box sets or switch off on holiday. So thinking about what really matters to you, what is most important to you in your life and how can you incorporate more of that into your life? How can you remind yourself of what really matters to you and what is most important so that when you find yourself getting caught into that spiral of busyness or overworking or getting close to burning out, you can come back to what matters to you most and you can remind yourself of what really is important to you. Life is not a race. If you are racing through your life, you are racing towards your death. 
it's cheesy, but we do need to slow down in order to smell the roses or the coffee or whatever it is that you want to be smelling. Being productive is not the rent that you pay to exist. You are worthy. You are deserving of just existing. You don't need to be productive all the time in order to earn your oxygen. <laughs> Let's get away from equating how productive we are with how worthy we are and come back to remembering that as human beings, we are so incredible. We have the most complex bodies and minds of any known creatures in the universe. We've been evolving out of stardust for billions of years and we are connected to nature. We are not machines designed to produce and make things, you know, at the expense of our own well-being. I really believe that we're all here to be happy. We're all here to learn and grow and enjoy our lives. So let's focus on that more and more. So just to summarize all of that for you, remembering what is important to you, how can you prioritize that more? Knowing the importance of rest and taking breaks, remembering that actually maybe a four day week or a six hour work day, or just making sure that you're not answering emails outside of work hours, making sure that you actually book that holiday off. It's gonna help you to be more productive. It's gonna improve your relationships, help your brain to be more creative and better at making decisions. And my final point, my final thing that I wanna say about this is to really think about how your body is in terms of your natural rhythms and cycles. So are you somebody that is a real morning person and you know that your mornings are more productive, more energetic, or maybe you're a night owl and actually, you work best at 10 p.m. at night when everyone else is going to bed. Can you work around this? Can you find a way to work at the times that are most productive for you and then choose to rest and take time off and take care of yourself at those times when you're not so productive? And this also applies to the menstrual cycle. If you notice that on certain days of the month, you might try to sit down at your desk and work and put pressure on yourself and end up procrastinating. I know that I can do this on days like 21 to 24 and actually no work gets done and beating myself up about that. And so these days I manage that and schedule in either less taxing work on those days or taking more time off or taking more breaks because if you have a, um, you know, a, a hormonal cycle um, and you have a period, then your body works in cycles. So it's really silly to expect us to be as productive and hardworking and energetic on every single day of the month because that's just not how our bodies work. So thank you so much for listening. I'd love to know what you think about this. Come on over to my Instagram at Chloe Brotheridge. Let me know what of these ideas you're going to be carrying forwards. Please do share any other thoughts or ideas that you have on this. Do you have any tips on how to break free of the tyranny of productivity and overworking? Or maybe you have a story and an example that you'd like to share. Come and find me on Instagram. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you so much for listening and I'll catch you later. 
You have been listening to the Karma You podcast with me, Chloe Brotheridge. Don't forget you can download loads of freebies for anxiety and confidence at my website, karmayou.com. You can also find out about my app and my one-on-one sessions. Please do subscribe to this podcast in the Apple Podcast app. And if you have enjoyed it or found it helpful, please leave me a review. It makes a massive difference to helping the podcast get discovered by other people. And come on over and find me on Instagram. I'm hanging out there every day. You can find me at Chloe Brotheridge. Let me know what you thought of this episode. And please do share it with anyone who might need to hear this today. So I'm sending you loads of love and I hope you have a brilliant week ahead.